right, welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're discussing Season 2, Episode 5, Let's Get It On. Original air date, November 2nd, 2007, written by Patrick Massett and John Zimmon, directed by David Boyd. Upon returning to the Panthers, Coach Taylor finds himself trying to mend broken fences between his quarterback and his halfback and attempts to find a little intimate time with his wife. Tim recruits Lila in trying to talk to Jason out of the risky surgery he has scheduled in Mexico, while Landry's father, Chad, tries to put up a fence between his son and Tyra. Who? Uh, before we begin, I, I want to play the audio clip that Liz sent me last night. <laughs> she watched the episode. We're separate this week, so we're doing this via Zoom. And I get this audio while I'm in bed and I cracked up and then I sent it to my sister, Sam, and I couldn't send, I couldn't like save Sam's audio because I wanted to send it back to you, Liz, but uh, here it is. I'm in the, I have one minute, 49 seconds left of let's get it on. And I had to pause it because what the actual fuck is this scene, and you know what I'm going to talk about, the scene where Lila kisses both the men and then says I have to go pray. What on God's earth was happening here? <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so the four words I gave, green light, flop, suspect, chump. Do they make sense now? Yes, yes. Yes. Will, he says, um, a horny Eric Taylor, what a performance it is is only topped by Max advice. So let's just go into green light. Let's just talk about the Taylors first before we go into that messy triangle that you are referencing. Mm. So Eric tries to set the scene in the beginning of this episode. He tries to set up candles, the babies in the other room sleeping, all because Eric is waiting for the green light to have sex again. And all Tammy wants is some solid sleep. Can you blame her? No, I was like, oh, this is such a cute scene. And I want them, you know, to figure it out. But she's like, honey, I just I just got to go to bed, okay? Like, I love the gesture, but I can't. And I'm like, I get it, honey. We get it. <laughs> we get, we get it. it. Yeah. At work, Mac notices Eric, you know, he's sleeping. He's got bags under his eyes. And unsolicited he gives him this advice tries to talk about tries to talk to him about getting back in the saddle again he says what you have to do is you got to give her a night out with the girls let her have a drink or two and then boom you'll be back in the saddle make sure you bring her home some flowers and eric shuts this down but ultimately takes his advice all right he does he does exactly what he tells him to do right so the next morning, Eric prepares breakfast. He gets tulips, which I thought was hysterical. Like, we didn't even get a different flower. We literally got tulips. The same. The same. The same. The same. Tells Tammy that things are going to change around here and that she's going out with her friends. It's book club. You need to take some time to yourself because a man takes care of his wife. And he's very stern about this. Also, when I was listening to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, they were saying that any time... Uh, Kyle and Connie and the crew, they were filming in the Taylor house because that was an actual location. Kyle always prepared and cooked bacon. Oh, 
So when she comes in and says, I smell bacon, they were saying she probably, Connie actually probably was smelling bacon because that was probably actually Kyle Chandler cooking for everyone. That's so sweet. Isn't that so sweet? Yeah. (sighs) I know. I love it. Uh, So after book club, Tammy comes home and she's so happy and she's humming and she says she had a great time. She's like, but you know what's so funny? All the ladies had a six week story and all the husbands wanted to have sex before they were ready. I love you, honey, but don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I thought this was I thought this was hysterical. Vic wants to know what is a typical girls night out for you? Mine were mostly just chilling at a bar by the beach with some dancing. What is a girl's night out? I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like we have girls night in, in with takeout. Yeah. It's girls night in with usually sushi and reminiscing about the good old days and talking smack. And, you know, I mean, those are what has what happens in the latter part of our years. But even so, I feel like we didn't really like go out and do crazy girls night stuff it would just be like dinner and drinks or you know nothing crazy (laughs) i don't think we've ever gone out dancing if it besides like it just being someone's birthday but right we have not done that no and if it it hasn't been in a very very long time if we have (laughs) right yeah yeah we talked about that last weekend. We're like, we just want to go dancing when it was just, just the three of dance. us dancing at my Memorial Day party because it's always yeah, just the three of us dancing. That's, that's what we do. Exactly. Yeah. So after the Panthers win, which we will get to, uh, Tammy and Eric, they're hanging out on the couch and she just looks at him and she goes, you want to fool around? And he goes, I don't know. Do you want to? And she goes, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was I so good. I loved it. It was, it was so perfect. So and I texted Michelle. I was like, that's us. <laughs> that yeah. I mean, this is my relationship on a couch right here. Like, oh, I you feel you yeah. feel it for a second. You're like, you want to do it or you want to fool around? All right. <laughs> like, you in? You in? How you, you doing? In? All right. We have to like fully commit. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Lisa says, I didn't love Coach trying to seduce Tammy. He has been home for all of five minutes, and she just got the green light. Maybe put in that effort. He should have done all of that because he loved her, not because he was trying to get some. They were really cute at the end, but I still didn't like it. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I thought it was a little pushy in, in the first few minutes of the episode. And then towards the end, I'm like, okay, is, is the motive really just still to, like, as you said, like, get her in the sack? So, yeah, I, I agree. It was, like, a little disappointing that he just wants to do it and he didn't want to like court her in general yeah yeah uh let's go over to flop which has to do with lila and that whole situation and uh also what's going on with uh practice and the panthers okay so lila arrives in mexico as we know tim convinced her to come and of course jason isn't happy to see her because tim didn't tell him that he called her. Mm-hmm. So Lila tries to leave, but Tim convinces her, no, listen, I want you to stay here. I need your help. I actually do have a plan. We're going to take Jason out on a booze cruise and we're going to chat him up about this surgery, which I I mean, I guess it's, it's good that Tim kind of has a plan, but then Tim follows with, 
I'm going to need some money for the booze cruise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Typical Riggins. Vic wants to know, have you ever been on a booze cruise? Um, I don't know if it was labeled a booze cruise, but uh, for Valentine's Day a few years ago, Randy and I did a daytime cruise like in like a pier. It was like pier 45 or something. I forget exactly which pier it was. Um, and it was just like a daytime cruise and they like fed you and you did get drinks, but it wasn't like to get drunk kind of thing. I think they're like a booze cruise is like obviously in the name booze. So you're paying to get lots and lots of drinks while on a boat. So technically, no, I've never done that. But I'm not opposed. <laughs> Be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on one. I know I've done excursions when we've gone on vacation on cruises and stuff and you go snorkeling and then they just give you rum punch yes. and all of that. Yeah. But that's not really like a booze cruise. Exactly. And this one, to be honest, didn't really seem like a booze cruise either. It's like they no. rented a small boat and exactly. the three of them it was weird drinks. Yeah. So, weird. so they're on the boat. Tim and Lila, they go to talk to Jason about the surgery. Mike moved. Okay. And they express their concerns. Jason, he wants out of the chair and he's doing it. Lila says, God has a plan. Then Tim says, please don't bring up the God part. And he's, he retaliates with saying like, oh, should I be like you where you just dunk your head in water and all the worries disappear? So now everybody is just pissed off at mm-hmm. each other. Tim finally snaps and he says, you will never walk. I love you. I will knock you out and I will bring you back to Dylan, but I'm not letting you die. And while this all happens, Jason just goes overboard. Just just really like that that's the good movement list. Just just, just jumps jumps in jumps in his way overboard, which I have to tell you, I totally forgot that this <laughs> happened. And I was like, oh, shit. And I watched it with Ant, and he was like, oh, yeah, I don't remember this either. And we got a lot of emails this week, which I'm so happy about. So thank you, everyone, for participating. But in everybody's email, they're like, oh, my God, I totally forgot Jason went overboard. Oh, my God, Jason's such an idiot. Because they're they're building it with the music and, like, to build a home that's, like, classic. Yes. And, okay, like, the music is is getting on that crescendo and you're like okay something is about to happen and he lets himself go uh and it was so so sad it was but sad him, i mean i think to him it was uplifting though well yeah because you know? i think it had to shake him up a little bit thank goodness he was able to get to the nearest shore I mean, my heart was pounding. I was like, holy shit, they couldn't find him. What are the him. chances exactly that the shore would be so close? You're right. I know. And, of course, Tim and Lila, they're like, turn the boat around. We don't know where he went. And then they finally see him bobbing. They get in the Jeep and they drive to him. Kate wants to know, do you think that Jason heard Riggins when he told him that he would never walk again? Is this the end of this storyline, Jason thinking he could walk again? I don't think it's the end of the storyline per se, but this magical surgery, I'm hopeful that that's, we're done with that. But I think there's a part of Jason that's always going to still be hopeful that the end result would be that he would walk again. I don't think he's ever going to quit thinking that this is a possibility for him. 
He's going to do anything in his power to succeed in whatever that may be in his life path. But I think at the end of the day, like an aspiration and like a very long-term goal, if it ever were to be like, I guess a dream essentially is that, yeah, I will walk again, but I'm not going to put all my eggs in that one basket anymore. Yeah. I agree with you. Mike wants to know when Jason flopped in at first, which just made me laugh, flopped in first. Did you think he was going to regain movement in his legs to swim to safety? Yes, I did almost. You did? I I did believe that because, again, the music is so powerful and you're thinking, okay, something must, like something huge is about to happen. Either he's going to just like lay there and say, Maybe he was going to be like, okay, you know what, Lila, I'll believe your God stuff and I'll just lay here and see if something were to happen for me, if someone's going to save me, if I'm going to drown. Or that like a little flutter of a leg, you know, just to kind of get him going, which he did get himself to shore literally just by his arms. I know. So that's ridiculous. Um, I don't know if that is accurate if in real life if that would have happened but the water is pushing you so i guess it is easier for you to maneuver your body and like really you have no weight on you um so yeah a little a part of me was like oh are we going to have this moment where he has a kick of a leg and that's his like okay i'm ready i know i can walk i know i'm gonna walk again yeah yeah so it would have been epic it would have been epic, but you know, unfortunately, that's not his it's story not realistic, right though. now. Yeah, so Lila and Tim, they drive to shore. They get him. Everybody is okay. Thank goodness. He apologizes, and he says he wasn't thinking. He's not going to go through with the surgery. Let's go back to Texas. Vic wants to know, what would you have done to speak to Jason about his surgery? This is so hard to answer. Like, okay, let's say I was going to do this. What would you tell me? I would tell you, I really hope that you can see it somewhere inside of you that you know this is not going to be the right path for you. And yeah, this is not, this is extremely risky stuff for you to not know the end result. There is not enough research, even though you say there is. There's not enough research about this ever being a success. So until you can give that to me, I can't give you my blessing to do this. Yeah. But I, I know. I, yeah. You know, you're an adult. I mean, he's not. He's a kid. But I'm trying to think if you were 16 or 17 years old and I was a 17-year-old telling you that advice, I don't, I don't know. I guess I would have like ran to your mom and been like, she's trying to have a legal surgery. <laughs> punish her so she can't leave like i don't know what i would say (laughs) i agree i would do the same thing because obviously you always want to support your friend Mm -hmm. but this he was so supportive until they actually met with the doctor and heard what was going to happen and he's like i am scared he's like Like, you are going to die yeah this does not seem right and i'm not that bright but i know this is not right (laughs) right exactly exactly so the three of them decide that they should celebrate. So they go out for a drink. Okay, so I'm setting the scene. If it's been a while since you've seen this episode, we have Lila and Tim. 
and Rig and, and Jason. They go out for this drink and and it's a quiet bar. Yeah. And Lila dances with both the boys. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. At first you're like, "Okay, this is really sweet. This is really sweet." I wouldn't call it sweet, but okay. Really? Okay. Oh, well, I was like, "This is sweet." She's like twirling with Jason, but then she gets mm-hmm. real close with Jason. Mm-hmm. Like real close. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. And then she dances with Tim, gets up, dances with Tim as Jason's watching and kisses Tim. Well, she kissed Jason too. Right. So she kisses Jason and gets Tim up. is smiling. Yes. Kind of like, I'm like, are we going to have a threesome? Oh, I did not get that vibe. <laughs> that was the vibe. I was getting because Lila was dancing and grinding on Jason, kisses him. Tim is watching her kiss him and he's smiling. So I'm like thinking he's giving her like the okay, like this is cool that you're kissing Jason. So now that next you're going to you're going to kiss me. Not that like the two bros will kiss, but I, I don't know. It just it was a vibe that I was super confused and uncomfortable with. And then she just goes and she does the same thing to Tim. And Jason's watching and like he's like kind of smiling too. I don't know. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought <laughs> that when at first when she's dancing with Jason, I thought Tim's reaction was this is sweet. Like I know they had history. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just happy our friends not going through this. But then when she yes. gets up and dances with Tim and at first when he twirls her, I'm like, "Okay, this is like giving me like kind of like Harry and Hermione vibes, like dancing as friends, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then they kiss and Jason's watching. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then Lila goes, I got to go pray. Immediately. I got to go pray. And I had, I blurted out like a laugh of what the hell? You have to go pray now because you kiss two guys? And they're well, best friends, and yeah, you slept with yeah. both of them, and you ruined their friendship, and you ruined your relationship. Is like that? Is that what you have to pray about? Like I don't know what she meant by that. I mean, granted, I she just wants to pray at all times, and like more power to you. But I was super, super confused by this scene, and it was at the end of the episode, so I was like thrown for a loop at the end like it was a pretty it was a pretty good episode i think probably the best episode yet because it felt reminiscent of first season and then when we got there i was like oh i forgot where we were in this show i forgot it's season two it's a weird one (laughs) as Liz says every week it's just it's a weird one it's a weird one we got a really nice email from chris he caught up and he sent us some thoughts, but he says, was anyone else grossed out by the ending dance three-way kissing scene with Tim, Lila, and Jason? Yes, Chris, we were. Yeah. Everyone who wrote to us pretty much all had the same thoughts. Like, what the F is going on here? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, why, why, why is Lila have to pray because she's in love with both of them? Right. Is she caught up in a moment? Does she, she think she shouldn't be doing this? This definitely caught me. I was like, what is happening? What Do is happening? Do we talk about anything next week? Um, Like, not really with this. Like, everybody does interact, but not, like, we don't touch upon this. Hmm. Unless I forgot, because I watched this episode a couple of days ago. So, 
Or maybe she like had to go and pray because she was so thankful that God helped her stop Jason from having the surgery. And she just was like, it was the end of a really good day. Like, okay, it was a win. So I'm going to go pray again. And like, didn't even care that she just kissed two different guys that are best friends and they're the only two men she knows in Mexico. Like, it was weird. (laughs) Do you think they were friendship kisses? I've never had friendship kisses like that, but same. Same. Yeah, I, I just, I, um, I take back my Tim reaction because I did have that reaction too, as you did, where he was looking at them and saying like, oh, like two past lovers. I'm glad they kind of like can just be friends again in that way. And like, it was a kiss between friends. Like I'm, I loved you and I love you as a person. But then when she went to go kiss Tim, I was like, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 this is weird. Really weird. It's really weird. All right, let's move over to the Panthers. At practice, the boys are super tense, and so coach decides, let's switch up the positions. Let's try to get everyone loosened up, and everyone's having some fun. And then he says to McGill, who's that kid? Who's that kid? And he's like, is that Lance? (laughs) So here we go again. We're starting on the Lance chain. Matt and Smash, of course, are having words and fighting. And so coach makes them do drills. So then coach has Matt and er- coach has Matt and Smash over for Chili to try and discuss and understand what's going on between them. And Matt states he's tired of the way Smash is acting. Smash defends himself. And then Matt says to coach that he did the same thing. He's using them as a stepping stone for him to get to TMU and then comes back and expects everyone to welcome him back. What did you think of this scene? I said, wow, Matt. That is yeah. um, out of character for you, but I'm glad that you actually are talking about how you feel because it's the truth, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the other kids feel that way. And he was super heated having to have this discussion and, you know, sort of apologize to Smash. So I think it just s- snowballed and he was upset. And I was like, I didn't feel bad about it. I was like, you know what? Good for you. You should say what's on your mind. Because you know what? Coach came back and never really discussed anything that happened. Yeah. He didn't discuss him taking the job, even though it's probably none of their business, but he does treat these boys on a different level than any other coach. And so I feel like a group discussion really needed to be hap- to happen. And that has not been discussed yet. Yeah. Right. So Lance gets put in for Friday night. And so Landry is so ready. We get to Friday night, Matt and Smash are out of the game. They're benched, and this is part of a punishment. And they get we have this locker room scene during halftime where obviously coach is frustrated, they're not doing so well, and Landry gives a speech and he says, We're a lot stronger together than we are alone. Yes, Landry, I was clapping, I was cheering. Yeah. I love this so much. Same. I loved it. It was great. He's it was always so good. He always has like the best advice. Yeah. He does the right thing. And so him telling them all that and it was like, so it was just special and they all respected it and didn't like laugh at him. They were like, no, we actually really needed this now. And coach was like, who Lance is like my number one right now. Like he's doing all the right things. Yeah, and this also caused Matt and Smash to make up. Yeah. 
And so they're BFFs again, which I loved that line, BFFs mm-hmm. once again. So cute. Yeah. So after a stressful game, they do end up winning. Taylor Ball is back. I love looking out into the crowd and we see not only is Chad so proud, but Landry's mom is crying. Yeah. It, She's he, so He was awesome. Cute. He was so, so good. Kate says, I absolutely love that coach followed up on Landry's locker room speech with a simple, clear eyes, full hearts. He didn't feel it was necessary to add anything else. And I thought it was a beautiful moment. Mm. Do you think coach will finally get Landry's name right from now on? I think there will be a moment in the show where he will call him Landry and it will be like a big moment. But not yet. Yeah. Maybe in a few weeks. I love Lance. I think it's hysterical. hysterical. It's kind of this inside joke. Yeah, yeah. it's really funny. Uh, the team celebrates afterwards, and Tyra tells him they can't see each other anymore. And of course, Tyra goes the defensive, insulting route, which we're going to go into. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This was really this was so hurtful. And we didn't mean. have to insult. We did not have. We to did do not that. have to insult. But I think because. Well, okay, let's talk about this suspect obviously has to do with Tyra and Landry. So Tyra, in the beginning of the episode, fills Landry in on her talking to the cops. And she wants to know why Landry is taking a break from worrying. Like, how come you're not worried? Now I'm worried. You know, like, I need you to be worried. So now Chad is starting to put all the pieces together. He overhears the detectives at the station talking about Tyra and all the things she has on her record. And that she could be a suspect. She's at least a person of interest. Mm -hmm. So Chad questions Landry on Tyra. Wants to know why he didn't tell him that the guy that tried to rape Tyra, the body, the dead body that was found, uh, has this connection to Tyra. And Landry says that he didn't know. And clearly he's straight up lying to his dad. And Chad knows it. Which is only like making Chad even more like, okay, something's not right here. Yeah. But also, Mm -hmm. like you should... I mean, the way I'm looking at it is he should feel proud of his son for respecting someone else's, like, wishes, especially in a very touchy situation where, like, I don't want to talk about this. Please don't tell anyone about it. Therefore, he's, like, respecting Tyra's wishes by not talking about it, even though by him not talking about it, it is also covering up the fact that he does know more than he's letting on. And his dad obviously sees right through that. Yeah, because I think normally his dad would respect that, but his dad is on this very, like, on this path. Tunnel Mm -hmm. vision, exactly. Perfect word. Tunnel vision, he knows. You know when you know the answer and you just need to get that person to admit it. So then Chad goes to Tyra's and questions, walks in, you know, walks into her house, and then we have a slight little scene with Mindy. She's got no... She barely has clothes on. And she's like, why is there a cop in my house? And he's trying to like understand why did you and my son get together? It's such a coincidence that as soon as this dead body showed up, you two started hanging out. And I'm not here as a cop. I'm here as a father. I am worried. And he is lying to me. And I don't want him dragged into whatever mess you've got going on. You need to stay away from my boy. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But also, Landry and Tyra have been hanging out for eight months. They have they just been. got just romantic. Not in a romantic, yeah, right. So she's like coming in the house more and like hanging out as the dating type girlfriend would do. 
So yeah. he's more in tune to that. But um, I don't know. Do you think that this was the right move <laughs> for Chad to say to Tyra? I think it was super forward for yeah. Chad to do this. Mike wants to know, what do you think is going to happen in the case of this dead body? Is this plot going to last the whole second season? Will it go into the third? There's a part of me that thinks we're not going, we're not bringing this into the third. It's going to be a fresh start. And um, we're going to sum up whatever happens in these next, my God, like 10 episodes. We only have 10, basically 10 episodes left um, of the season. So I think, like I said, we're going to wrap up the the murder. And I think somehow, some way in a shiny little box, this will be summed up and Landry will come forward, but he won't do time. And he'll realize that his dad told Tyrus to stay away. There will be a conversation like they always is. You know, I told X, Y, and Z to stay away from you when you find out. And it's going to make their bond even stronger. I hope that they do find their way back to each other. And she says to him, like, I'm sorry for the things that I said to you. I literally had to break you so that you would leave me alone because I needed to do this for you. And like the stuff she said, as we were talking about, like really, truly like hurtful, damaging things. Damaging. It's so damaging. damaging. Yeah. Like you think things that you say and if you... you can't take back. You know, you said it. She, there was no other way, I guess, in her mind that she felt she could break up with him. Yeah. Yeah. It just was really sad. Really sad. And obviously, she had an extremely hard time doing it because then she goes in her car and she starts hysterically crying. And But there's a part of me that also believes that what Chad was doing was was the right parental move because he knows that there were things that they were up to that were going to lead him into some serious trouble, even though he's basically already in the serious trouble. Well, yeah. Uh, Kim, she says, I would probably respect the parents' wishes, but he will know exactly why I chose to leave. Right. And I think we both agree we would have handled this a little bit mm-hmm. differently, but the harsh way will keep him away. Right. If she said, hey, your dad told me to stay away, I'm going to, you know, abide by those wishes, Landry probably would be like, okay, well, screw that because right. Right. I want to be with you and I, I know we have something really special here. Yeah. So she had to do the really hard, shitty, shitty thing. And like I said, what she said is, that stuff you don't forget. Like, no. why would I date someone like you like you look know, at you, look at, like look at you. Oh. Really, mm-mm. Mm-mm. like you said, damaging. damaging, damaging. And if they were to ever get back together, like he's, you know, it's always in, it's in the back of your mind that this person has once said that about you. So, Ouch. do you think part of him knows that like this doesn't make sense? Like I know Tyra, something's not right here. Yeah, I think so, but I, I think he doesn't think it has to do with his dad i think he thinks it just has to do with like i don't want you to get hurt so i'm gonna hurt you like i'll be the one that's hurting you and not anyone else right right so i think he'll he's in tune to that like it's it's very clear that she's doing it and not because she doesn't care about him i 
again, but what he's what she said, I don't know if he'll consider that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Moving on, last but not least, chump. <sighs> Am I a chump? No, this you're not a coach. chump, Matt. You're not a chump. So Julie starts talking to Matt again, which is so awkward because they're naturally both awkward. And so it works, but it doesn't work. And Landry straight up tells Matt just no. No. Do not do this. No. No. So Julie invites Matt to see the Decemberists, which I was like, hell yeah, I love the Decemberists. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Love hearing that. But it's not a date. It's just a fun thing. And she misses hanging out with him. And of course, Matt is like, okay, I'll talk to you when you call me. Yeah, he gets all flustered because yeah. they haven't had a real conversation in weeks, I guess it's been. And, um, you know, there's still obvious feelings there. Well, because they, there's there was no resolution. N- yeah, he, she just was like, okay, that's how it's going right. to be. I don't want to be with right. you. Yeah. So Tammy goes to pick up food at the Alamo Freeze. And Matt, <laughs> first off, Tammy walks in with Gracie Bell and Matt is just so awkward. He's like, oh, is is that Gracie Bell? Oh, she's cute. She's cute. He's just so awkward. He cracks me up. And then he goes, uh, do you do you think I'm a chump? And she's yeah. like, what? What are you talking about? This is awkward for me. And he says, I do miss Julie, but I just don't I just don't want to feel like a chump and I, I don't want to feel this way. And then Tammy says, listen, the most important thing about a relationship is is trust, which I love that. I love that she said that, like, I'm trying to be neutral. Mm-hmm. I know who my daughter is and what she did. Yep. Go with your gut. It was really cute that he even says to her, like, hey, did Julie tell you we were hanging out this weekend? Like, yeah. F- fishing to see, like, hey, did she mention it? And also, right. like, what do you think about that? Did I make the right move by saying yes? And am I a chump? Because she hurt me and... I am just going to hang out with her like nothing is wrong when in reality there's some really hurt feelings there. Yeah. So Matt ends up canceling on Julie and tells her, no, I'm pissed off at you. You never said you were sorry. And that might have worked a couple of weeks ago. But I'm out of here. So this doesn't work. So great. So good. So good, Matt. Yes. Yes. Lisa says, I love Matt standing up to coach and telling him he can't just come back and make everyone happy. And I'm also very glad that he canceled on Julie because Julie doesn't deserve him. She does not. And he said, like, you cheated on me with the Swede. Like, I know that to be true. And then you pretend like it had nothing to do with him when it had very much to do with him. And you basically left me for him. Yeah. And so, no, I don't want to go anywhere with you no i'm not it just took me this long to realize it but at least he said it yeah yeah we have a couple of more questions kate wants to know which couples do you think will get back together by the end of the season julie and matt landry and tyra tim and lila others by the end of this season um My gut is telling me it's Julie and Matt, if any. Mm-hmm. I think we're still on that slow build of the Lila Tim situation because I'm sure we're not done there, even though I would love to be done there. 
And uh, Tyra and Landry, honestly, I don't know if it, there's a part of me that again thinks that that could be them at the end of the season too. Like, like I said before, she, he figures out, oh, my dad told you to stay away from me. I don't want to stay away from you anymore. And look at this. I, you know, got off with the crime and I came forward, but I'm not doing my time or whatever it is. And they'll be together. It's really, it's really hard for me to say. I will go with Tandry and Sailor will be together. Finally. Okay. (laughs) Kate also says, finally, yes, I did hear my booster of the week shout out. And I look forward to hearing it again on three GG in several months when I get to season six, (laughs) I'm halfway through season two now. All right. Well, Oh keep God. pushing on how keep on trucking two. on yeah Ooh. <laughs> probably chris just says, as good as season six sorry go ahead yeah <laughs> so true chris says matt is super sassy this episode sassy saracen also thank you for the nickname chris the charmer i absolutely love it oh, yes look at all of our bettys coming coming from out of the the darkness and saying i know hello. and then our our third betty Last but not least, Lisa, this is a perfect way to just end these questions. Does no one care that Jason and Tim have been missing for weeks? I know. Does no one care? Almost two weeks at this point, and Tim hasn't played in a game. Jason's just up and missing. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, like, now, like, Buddy's just, like, okay at the game, not even wondering where his daughter is. I mean, that's Buddy for you, but... Yeah, they're definitely not considering that that would be a realistic thing in the present day of where are these children? Like nobody is just <laughs> like, hey, unless um, I'm I'm under assumption that they didn't tell their parents where they were going or maybe they did not. I mean, Tim probably did tell Billy. Yeah. But his, we know that Jason's parents are worried, but maybe she did tell him like, I'm going to Mexico. Right. Like I need I need to clear my head. I need to get away. I quit my job. So right, like not missing person level, just we haven't heard from you level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, music in this episode we had Linda Ronstadt, Devendra Banhart, Shout Out Louds, Cinematic Orchestra, and Blue Merle. Quotes. What do you got? Who Lance? I sin daily, but I'm a better Christian than you, Garrity. Mm. I also loved. Aren't you sweet to think about little old me? That was Tammy. Susan likes the tulips. <laughs> so I don't want to hear about Susan or you're getting biz- you're down business or no tulips or anything ever again. <laughs> I don't want to hear you getting back in the saddle. Nope. Never again. No. No. Although I'm going to take your advice. But and then I also have BFFs once again, which Matt yeah. said to smash. It was super cute. What was your favorite Coach Corner moment? I um, I wrote down actually the dinner, even though it didn't end well. I was hopeful and I was at least happy to see that Coach just like had the boys over for dinner. Like that's not a normal situation in any other place, but it was sweet to see them like all like sharing a meal. And obviously we know it didn't end very well, but at least Matt felt like, comfortable enough to say how he feels there he kind of like you are my dad figure so i will tell you how it is i don't really care if i hurt your feelings uh so i really liked that 
Yeah. I also love that he invited them over for chili. Yes. Which now we know that Coach apparently makes really good chili. I love the scene with Tammy and Matt on being a chump. Yeah. And Tammy just given that, you know, the the most important thing in a relationship is trust. And Mm -hmm. so that really resonated with Matt. Yes, it did. And I I liked that. All right. Let's go into MVP and shittiest. Liz, who's your MVP? My MVP is Matt. My MVP is Lance. He was, I had wrote Matt, then crossed it out, wrote Landry, then crossed it out again, wrote Matt. I was like, no, I'm going with Matt because of obviously the speech he just we just talked about and him sticking up for himself in front of Julie and just he's a good dude. And just the, yeah. sweet, the sweet conversation between him and Tammy, like, am I doing the right thing? I don't really know. Give me some help. <laughs> right, right. Uh Landry, just because I think he deserves it in this episode, mm-hmm. he really was the MVP of the game. He was. And uh, we had a bunch of votes for Landry. We had a vote, votes for Matt and vote for Mac. Oh, okay. For helping coach. Yeah. Sure. Shittiest. What do you have? I struggled. I really struggled. Yeah. I yeah. picked Chad, but I don't mean it. Yeah, I have Chad. We had votes for Chad, Jason, Julia, and Mac. Yeah. I know. Because I could have went with Julie too, but at least she's getting better. Right. We see like a little bit of like a glimmer of hope with her. And she's she's navigating those tricky waters. And then you remember, oh yeah, she's a kid. Right. She's yeah. She's a kid. Chad, it's like I understand what you're trying to do because you're a concerned father. I just don't like doing that to Tyra. Uh Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a tough one. It's tough. I guess it's a good thing when you don't have a clear shittiest because you can understand all your people. Yeah, that's true. Totally. It's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. All right. Let's go into booster of the week list. Who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week I have a a, dyna- a dynamic duo who are the budding Bettys, the budding romance of the Bettys, which if you don't know, now you know, um, it's like an, an inside joke um, slash hopefully reality. We don't really know. It's fine. We're not going to pressure anything. But Jillian, who was our guest last week, and then Mike, who was our guest the week before on Three Gossip Girls podcast, um, we always joke that they are a budding romantic duo going on on Total Betty. And so I was like, wow, what are the chances that they were both picked as patrons? Obviously, it's a raffle, but they were both picked. And I just wanted to shout both of them out because we love them and we love your, we love to be a fly on the wall in your little, your little budding Betty romance. So thanks for letting us watch it unfold. <laughs> Do we have a ship name for them? I don't think so, but is it Million or? Oh, that's good. Jike. No, Jike is bad. Million sounds cuter million yeah mike and mike and jillian you let us know what your ship name is Mm -hmm. so we can so we can do that thank you both mike and jillian again for supporting us we really appreciate it uh if you're interested on what else we do with the network check out total betty 
totalbettypodcastnetwork.com, Patreon slash totalbettypodcastnetwork. The link's in the show notes. We have a new tier over there. We have the full hearts tier, and we have a new Betty who's rocking the full hearts tier. Yes. Our first our first pledge, Kathleen. So welcome, you full heart. Welcome. Betty. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for pledging and supporting us. We truly appreciate it. That's our new dollar tier. Uh, every dollar that's pledged to our Patreon truly just supports all of our shows. So it means the world to us. Thank you so much. Yeah. We also want to wish a very happy birthday to Katie. She's a part of the network and she has uh, her birthday is June 6th. So thank you so much, Katie. Happy Hope birthday. Wonderful birthday. All right, Liz. Um, an emoji for this week. I thought boat. Yeah, that works. Definitely yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, so you know what you can do if you're not a newbie around here. You can stick that emoji in an Apple podcast review. We actually did get a new Apple podcast review and the person stuck the emoji in the review, which is awesome. The reason why we give you these emojis each week is for you to either drop it in an email, which Chris dropped the shark emoji in the email, drop it in the DMs. We have people who tell us they're listening that way, or you can leave it in an Apple podcast review, rate us five stars. It's just like a fun thing to do. It's an inside yeah. joke here. You're part of the fam. Liz, I know we got a new review. We did. And the title is just a church emoji with five stars. Awesome. Yay. Thank Janelle you. Janelle 6183. Friday Night Lights is my favorite show of all time. So glad you're covering it. Great listen if you're a fan. Thank you Plain so and simple. Much. So it. perfect. So perfect. It's like they understood the assignment. Yes. You got it. Yes. You a got plus it. A plus plus. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Liz, I'm going to give you a look into next game's playbook. This is season two, episode six. We'll be together. I'm really excited we'll be together. I have to say, um, it's amazing the shit I don't remember because this will make sense when we watch next week. The episode title is called We'll Be Together. No, no, no. I didn't didn't give you the episode (laughs) title yet. I am over talking myself. And I'm saying, like, watching this episode, I can't believe I didn't remember things mm. because we got questions like a couple of weeks ago about things that will be answered in this episode that I didn't even remember. For season two, episode six, how did I get here? Okay, and the four words are stuck, amount, ant, and fibers. Okay, fibers right off the bat that has to do with the case because you're finding fibers on the body from either Tyrus shirt, jacket, sweater, whatever, or Landry's. Um, that will not be good for either of them. Um, and I am super hopeful that we're going to get Ed's Tammy's sister because... I feel like that would be interesting and she would also kind of be like, I don't know, like, what's her name? <laughs> what's Kirsten's sister's name? Haley? Haley. I'm putting in an OC reference. But maybe um, a younger sibling who's a little bit more f- free-spirited, um, is super excited to come into town to meet their new baby 
their new niece, Gracie Bell. That would be fun because we don't really get to see, we haven't seen or heard from any family for the Taylors. Um, amount, like never amount to something or like a phys- like amount of money. You tell me. Okay. Well, amount, <laughs> an amount. I feel like it has to do with m- money and a, a certain amount of money, uh, maybe... Maybe this has to do with Buddy and him paying the players, you know, kind of like doing the, uh, what's that, like, not a payout. You know what I mean? Like, the gifts, a, a handout the gifts, is what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a certain amount, and I am lost with that one. I don't know. Um, And stuck. Stuck. Lots of people are stuck. <laughs> In this town of Dylan, but maybe Jason's coming to the realization I am stuck here. I don't want to be stuck here. I want to venture out and maybe move to another city or another state and work on myself and find a cool job that will I don't know, make me feel better in some way. Also, Tyra also talks about how she's stuck. So maybe it has to do with her. She feels stuck in this town. She wants to leave. Maybe she's going to try and convince someone to leave. Maybe someone pays an amount for someone to skip town. I don't know. I'm I'm lost on the amount thing. How'd I do? You did very well. Oh, okay. Very well. That's awesome. Very well. (laughs) Claps all around. Nice. Snaps all around. Liz, very good. Yeah. You did. You did well. Cool. Yeah. Before we end, we have Will's football poetry corner. So get those fingers up. Get snapping. Let's set the mood. Here we go. Eligible receiver. An eligible receiver is a player who is allowed to catch the ball after it is snapped. Generally, it's anybody but the offensive lineman and the QB. Coach is testing if Tammy wants to be an eligible receiver for his love. <laughs> Lance tries to ensure that Saracen isn't eligible to take Julie back. Lance is ready to finally be eligible to catch the ball. Street decided to not receive the risky surgery. Mm. Eligible receiver. That was really good. Thank you, Will, as always. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for downloading, for leaving us those reviews. Thank you, the Bettys. You guys are the best. Best Bettys. The best Bettys around. We'll be back next week for season two, episode six. How did I get here? Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.